Welcome to Life, Love, and Leadership for Physicians podcast. Here, we explore the central topics of intentional life design, boundaries, health, wellness, and leadership for physicians. I am dedicated to helping you create meaningful structures in your life that support both professional and personal growth. Hi, I'm your host, Dr. Rachel Miller. I've tackled some of the same issues that many of us in the medical field struggle with such as creating meaningful connections, imposter syndrome, and having a life outside of the office. Join me each week as my guests and I tackle these topics and so much more, delivering content that shows you the importance of investing time into yourself beyond caring for those around you. Tap the follow button so you never miss an episode. Hi, friend. I hope you are having an amazing day today. I'm actually having a pretty good day, and I hope you are. I have a really fun talk today. This is going to be part one of a topic that I feel strongly about, and it's going to be about how we as physicians work with our spouse. Now, I'm going to start with a disclaimer. I am going to attempt very hard to be gender neutral when I talk about husbands or wives, please know that my intent is to be gender neutral. So I'm not a perfect person. So if I mess something up or if I misspeak, please, ahead of time, I apologize. I will try to get it right today. But I personally have had situations and sometimes conflict with my spouse. I'm married this coming May, we will have been married for 14 years, and my husband and I, his name is Casey, we have two children, a seven-year-old and a four-year-old as of January of 2023, if you happen to be listening to this in the future. So I am very fortunate enough that I have a wonderful husband, and uh, he is a great help to taking care of our children, but just as most couples, conflict comes up. And I want to talk about some of the conflict that may come up, some sources of the conflict, how we can better communicate so that we can have better relationships with our spouses, and also talk about some of the things that can happen as it relates to taking care of the household. As talking to lots of friends that I have and also being in several other mother groups uh, with physicians, a big topic that we deal with and is also a source of our burnout is we are trying to do so many things at once. We're trying to be a doctor and then we're, we come home and we are a mother and then after the kids go to bed, we're wives. We go to sleep for a few hours, get up and do it again. And society as a whole has a perception of how we should be as women, how we should be as mothers, and how we should be as wives. We also put a great deal of pressure on ourselves, whether that's to be a great mother or a great spouse, you know, like what we grew up with, or what we didn't grow up with. We want to be completely opposite from what we grew up with. So there's a lot of sources of why we sometimes feel this way. And I can't wait to dive into some of these things. 
When we think of having a spouse, it's easy to kind of think like, oh, this is going to be wonderful and I'm going to have help with the kids and we're going to be able to share the responsibilities financially and uh, this is going to be able to help me save time. I'll be able to have more time to do my yoga and go get massages because I have a helper around the house and we can have date nights and Oftentimes, as we get out of residency, we think we're going to have so much time to be able to do all the things that we've been putting off for ourselves. But it's not always what we imagine. The reality is our spouse may be busy, too. He may also be a physician or he or she or whoever may also have a very demanding job. They may not be working the same schedule as our schedule We may not live close to our family. There can potentially be conflict, you know, lack of communication. We may feel that we're doing all of the work and our spouse just comes home to a hot meal and sits down, eats hot meal and goes, sits on the couch and puts his feet up. Does any of this sound familiar to you all? (laughs) If it does, please let me know and send me a message. I would love to hear if if you happen to experience that. But as we go on, I want to talk about some tips that have been helpful for me. Also things that I actively work on on a regular basis. And also invite you to communicate with me about uh, some of the things that you all struggle with. One is is responsibilities. Some of the benefits of having a spouse that pitches in is we can potentially have less burnout. And as I mentioned to and alluded to earlier, we have a lot of expectations of us. We're expected to be in so many different places. And our kids, they're in sports, they're in cheerleading, they're in soccer, they're in basketball. They have all of these things to go to, and we try to do all of the things, and we also try to take care of the house, and we try to take care of our work, and we try to be excellent patients. If we work with someone, we can share some of the responsibility, and also when it works good, we can share the accomplishments too. One of the things with, in order to make this work well is to have effective communication. This is crucial when trying to establish balance with you and your significant other in running the house. If communication is not clear and effective, it's going to lead to conflict. It's going to lead to misunderstandings, fights, all of that. So we have to be clear in what it is that we need. And that is something as saying, I need blank. I need help. I need rest. I need a break. I need a massage. I need my parents to help. I need my mom to help. Oftentimes as as females, we feel like we can do it all. And we probably could, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't come at a sacrifice to our mental health and to our emotional health. It is so important for us to be open and honest about what it is 
that we need. The next point to communication is having agreements. Now, there's this interesting thought about agreements versus expectations, and I'm going to talk about this in another episode about agreements versus expectations, but an agreement is when you have a conversation with someone and you talk about what it is you will do and what it is you won't do, and you allow the other person to speak about what they will do and what they won't do. And you have a mutual understanding about what's reasonable and what's fair. That is agreement. An expectation is when you may or may not let someone know what it is you want for them to do without having the feedback from that other individual. So for an example, if I were to tell my husband, I need you to pick up the kids. I'm expecting you to pick up the kids. And He does not give me any feedback. If he's too busy or if he's running late from work and it doesn't happen, I am set up for disappointment. I am disappointed because I have failed expectations and he didn't do what it was that I expected. Now, if we sit down and have a conversation and I say, I need you to pick up the kids. Can you pick up the kids? And he says, I can pick up the kids, but I might be 10 minutes late because I have work. Okay, then I would say, all right, so are we on the same page? Are we agreeing that you can pick up the kids, but you'll be late? Yes, I can pick up the kids, but I'll be 10 minutes late. Okay, we have an agreement. When you don't have an agreement, you are setting yourself up for failed expectations. This is so crucial to not only life as a physician, but also in in your leadership roles too. And I got this topic versus expectations and agreements from someone that I admire a lot, um, Steve Chandler, and he talks a lot about the agreements versus expectations. And like I said, I'm going to talk whole another episode about this, but this is just so important to having successful relationships with our spouses as it relates to taking care of things around the house. The other thing I want to mention is consider expanding your thoughts about what a traditional gender roles would look like. It's being open-minded. I have a future episode that will be released that talks about how sometimes we think that things should be black or white. And this ties into that particular episode where we can think that things have to be all or nothing. So I encourage you to consider thinking about things in a different way. Instead of thinking, I have to get these dishes done tonight, or I am a horrible wife, to say, do I really have to get my dishes done tonight? Can I do them in the morning? Do I have to make every single soccer game? Does that mean I'm a bad mom? No. So consider being open-minded about things that we have previously been so hard and harsh on ourselves about. Another thought that I wanted to mention and bring up is there are so many ways that you can work together with your spouse. One of the things that my husband and I do is we have a Google Calendar. And when things go on the calendar, we share them with each other. So, for example, actually, this just happened today. This is a great example. 
the kids have a dentist appointment coming up and I'm unable to take the kids to the dentist. And I talked to my husband and he said that he could. So I made an appointment, shared it with him. It's on his calendar. And I specifically put on there Casey to take. And he will take the kids to the dentist. So that works for us. There's all kinds of shared apps that you can download. Um, there's also a whiteboard. You can whiteboard and then there's all fancy, just pen and paper. Uh, that can help where you put things and post it up on the refrigerator and share the chores and responsibilities that way. If you're having a hard time selling this to your spouse, I have a little tip for you. This actually works for me. One of the things that you could do as a barter, right, or a negotiation is probably a better word, negotiation. If you do the dishes now, then I can put the kids to bed and then we can watch an episode on Netflix together, right? Oh, I'm freed up. Or if you don't help, I have to put the kids to bed and then I have to do the dishes and we can't spend time together, if you know what I mean. So that is a way you can potentially sell the help in the house. When we share and can work through some of the potential communication issues with sharing responsibilities around the house, it can help us feel more balanced and help us integrate our life and our work a little bit better. I've talked to some people and they're quite resentful for the gender roles and the responsibilities that we have. And if we're able to step out of that and share the responsibilities, we can potentially have less resentment. And when I have resentment, I'm not happy. And if I'm not happy, nobody's happy. (laughs) So perhaps other people will be happy if I'm happy. One of the things that has really worked well for us is, uh, as you all know, uh, I have OB background, And when I went back to work after having my daughter, my husband, he was the one who was taking care of the kids. He had his own little routine with our oldest daughter and even from bath time. And it got to the point sometimes where if I'm giving the bath, they would say, mommy, uh uh-uh, daddy doesn't like this. And our youngest one would say something seriously, no, mommy. I don't like when you do that. I like daddy's way and vice versa. There were things that they liked that mommy does that daddy doesn't do. And they have their own chance to bond and they have their own chance to form their own special, unique relationship. Now, I filled up the water in the bathtub so the kids can take a bath. And my husband doesn't. He doesn't put much water in the bathtub. That's one of the things that we do. Do I think my way is right? Absolutely. Does he think his way is right? Absolutely. However, it doesn't really matter. Well, I guess if you're talking about the environment and wasting water, then I guess it does matter. But as far as whether the kids are clean or not, it doesn't really matter. So I'm not going to waste time and emotions on getting all bent out of shape because he does it differently than I do. The kids are getting clean. That's the end result that I want. The kids are clean. So consider that there are some benefits to being able to share in the responsibilities around the house. If you're interested, go to my website and sign up to 
become part of my newsletter and talking about our relationships with our significant others and sharing of the chores and the the responsibilities in the house. As we go on, we will have some masterminds and group discussions in detail about how to do this. What do you do when conflict comes up? And if you're interested in talking with a group of other like-minded people, sign up for the newsletter so you can be notified of when those will be. And my website is rachelmillermd.com. Again, that's R-A-C-H-E-L-M-I-L-L-E-R-M-D.com. I do want to leave you with one thing. I didn't talk much about hired help or nannies and babysitters. I'm going to leave that for another episode because there's so much to talk about in that area and it deserves its own episode. So I am aware of hired helps and nannies and au pairs and we'll get into all of those things because there's lots of topics. So today was specifically just for how to work with a spouse and communication and tips on how we can work better with our spouse. Please send me a message on Instagram at drrachelmillermd. I do look at all of the messages and I respond to them as well. Thank you for listening and until next week, bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to this Life, Love, and Leadership for Physicians episode. Did you have an aha moment? I'd love it if you shared it with me on Instagram at drrachelmillermd. That's drrachelmillermd. If you love the show and want to hear more, follow the podcast and give me a rating and a review. If there's a specific topic you'd like for me to cover or a guest you'd like for me to have on the show, please let me know. I love your suggestions.